Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the story that business is good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Thanks for joining us today on Colorado Business Roundtable Profits and Purpose, where we talk to business leaders. And today, I'm really excited to welcome one of my board members, Jen House, who works with Jacobs Engineering. Jen, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So before I jump into maybe specifics about Jacobs and what Jacobs' role is here in the Colorado market, tell me a little bit more about you. Of course, I know about you, but I'd love for my Uh, audience to know uh, a little bit more about your story, how you ended up here in Colorado and how you ended up at Jacobs. Uh, Well, it's an interesting story in the sense that I kind of wandered around. Um, You know, I originally started my career uh, trying to solve the world through politics and I spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C. and Capitol Hill and even ran um, campaigns and that sort of thing. And through that process, I actually learned a lot about the appropriation process and the the real strong need for infrastructure. And that infrastructure is roadways, water and sewer and, and making sure that we're really protecting our natural resources. And so through that and my knowledge with the appropriations process, I actually started working on grants uh, and writing a lot of grants for municipalities, state and local governments, uh, which brought me into the engineering fields. I am not a technical person by uh, by education, definitely more marketing business by education. But through just that experience working on Capitol Hill and appropriations, I was really able to help a lot of the municipalities uh, secure funding. And that's pretty much what started my career. And from there, I started in, in an engineering firm, a very small engineering firm in the, in the late 90s, kind of worked my way through the engineering uh, and architectural consulting firms. And about, uh, about 12 years ago or so, I landed at Jacobs. And, you know, through that, I've been really been pushing hard with uh, meeting with clients, helping them with their infrastructure needs. It really is a great way for economic development and growth and helps our our local, um, you know, sustainability of everything that we do. Uh, And so so that's a little bit of my background. And now I'm the operations manager for Jacobs uh, in the Southwest Geography. So you must speak engineer, even if you're not an engineer. So all that different experience with, um, like you said, understanding land use and, uh, you know, what Mm -hmm. your engineers need to accomplish at Jacobs. So that's probably interesting working with all engineers. It is, you know, and I uh, get teased a lot that I must have been an engineer in my past life because I do have, I guess, more of a mechanical mind than I'm able to understand. And I kind of, I jokingly say that I'm an engineer whisperer, that I can really understand what they're trying to convey and, and be able to help convey that messages, not only internally, but also to our clients. You know, the engineering, what we do, designing things is a very complicated process uh, and it's really hard for a lot of people to take, you know, lines on a map or on a, on a drawing to really understand what it's going to look like in the field. And it's even more difficult when you're building something that's going to be covered, like a water line or a wastewater line and those kinds of things to really be able to communicate that to the public. Well, and I've gotten to know a little bit about Jacobs Engineering in terms of uh, getting to know you, of course, serving on our board and and some other folks who work there, but give me a sense of all the different product lines, so to speak, uh, that you deliver for people here in Colorado. 
You know, and in Colorado is one of our larger states where we have employees just across the entire state. So a lot of the things that we do um, from environmental, what we mean by environmental, we really look at the environmental compliance. We actually look to see where a project is going to be located and if there's any impacts to the environment in itself from um, just, you know, archaeologically to um, any species and then impacts to just, you know, the people around it and really get a lot of uh, public input. So we do the environmental roadway, aviation, uh, buildings. We have a, a great buildings and architectural group that uh, part of the work that you see out at Denver International Airport, that a lot of that work out there is Jacobs. Um, we work with CDOT, a lot of the, the I-25 gap, if you will, um, that work that's going on is one of Jacob's projects. We also do a lot of water and wastewater or water treatment, water supply, wastewater treatment projects, you know, and so, so we, we touch a lot of the things that you do every day. If you think about the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, if you drove on a road, we work on the roads, we, we actually help with your cars. The uh, automated and connected vehicle components is part of the ITS, which is the technical systems that we have on the roadway. That's stuff that we do. So just about everything you touch from getting a glass of water to driving your car, we have something to do with it in Colorado. <laughs> well, and I remember having a conversation with you recently about uh, Centennial and <laughs> the road, the work that was done just right outside my house that I was so impressed. I actually called the mayor and said, how did this happen? That something that I had brought to the city's attention was actually fixed the very next day. And somebody called me personally. I said, this can't be happening. And it, turned out <laughs> it was Jacobs. It was. Yes, we do city services. Um, so for the city of Centennial, you know, uh, snow removal, uh, the street lights, uh, even the, the road repair that you that you experienced, that is a lot of the things that we do. Um, I'd like to say that we do everything but fire and police, literally, you know, cradle the grave in the sense that we actually operate a graveyard uh, and stuff. So we, we do everything when it comes to the municipal services. Wow. Well, that doesn't hurt if the mayor, you know, I can't <laughs> imagine she gets very many thank you calls, you know, as a, as a mayor, but that was yeah. nice of her to, and, and then to, to recognize that it came from your organization. So one of the questions I always like to ask, particularly this year, is about COVID. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been obviously a global pandemic and then the economic um, devastation that it's had to so many industries and, of course, turbulent times of disruption. How has it affected? And, and in some industries, you know, they're thriving because they're needed more than ever. How has it affected Jacobs and, and, and sort of your um, outlook at, at your business, uh, at how it's affected you guys internally? Give me, give me a sense of that, Jen. It's been a challenge and, and in some ways good, in some ways bad, in the sense that, you know, we, we had the infrastructure, so we were really able to go to a virtual work environment pretty seamlessly. And so that was one of the really the benefits to it because Jacobs did have a flexible work environment uh, pre-COVID. Uh, where we able to, we had the right computers and the IT systems to be able to handle that. So that was really good. At the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of our clients are the state and local governments. And so they didn't know what the impacts were financially um, that they were going to be experiencing. So we did see some slowdowns in some of our projects. Um, I would say the blessing is, is that it was more slowdowns than cancellations. And so things are starting to pick back up. One of our biggest markets is aviation. And that's one of the hardest hit of our markets was the aviation market. 
But, you know, I have to give a shout out to Denver International Airport. You know, Den has done a great job of taking the opportunity for things to be a little bit slower at the airport to do improvements to the taxiways and stuff where there wasn't impacting as many flights and stuff. So we were able to, again, maintain kind of a good foundation of work. Uh, what we're seeing in, from an employees, though, is a bit of a challenge. And I think we all experience this is the need for human interaction. Uh, I love the fact that I can see your face here, but it's, it wouldn't be nice if we were together, you know, and that, that community. Uh, one of my employees actually brought it up today. It's the ambient learning. And I thought that was a great way to put it is that learning that you hear walking through the hallways or just over here in a conversation that you can chime in on. That ambient learning, we're not doing. And I think that's impacting more career growth, maybe for the younger uh, generation, the early career folks. But it's also a chance for, for us to think differently of how do we mentor and how do we create that environment um, when we aren't able to be together every day? Uh, because it's going to be the future, right? I mean, the shift, we're not. The shift, right, the shift in corporate culture. Mm -hmm. How does that move exactly. forward? And it's mm -hmm. probably disrupted from now on. I can't right. imagine that very many corporations are going to be as strict as they might have been pre-COVID. Right. Yeah, we're actually looking at a very flexible work environment. Again, we had it a little bit before we're going to, um, you know, we're reducing a little bit of our occupancies, but it's more of allowing the employees to make a choice. You know, there are some employees that are just really enjoying and thriving at being able to work from home because it helps with childcare. It helps with other things. It helps them just the way they learn. There's other people who just need to be in the office. Maybe it's an opportunity for them to focus better. Those are the things that we want to give the employees uh, the chance to choose on where they're going to go, but it's still going to be an impact to mentoring. Mm -hmm. Well, and I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you on our board, Jen, with Colorado Business Roundtable. And of course, we work on public policy issues that really help Colorado's business environment thrive, not because we care about uh, you know, businesses aren't just buildings. It's all about people thriving at the end of the day. So curious what for, for whether it's you or in terms of Jacob, like, are there any public policy issues that are top of mind that you're keeping track of in terms of your ability as a business to grow and thrive in Colorado? And a couple of things that come to mind is, you know, obviously we're, we're all looking at the stimulus bill that's being passed because that's really going to help our state and our local governments. And that's a really big impact that we have. Uh, looking forward. And what I really want to, uh, from a policy standpoint, is how can we continue to invest in our infrastructure uh, across the state? I mean, I'm sure that we've all driven on, say, I-70 in the mountain quarter. The roads are just terrible. The, the congestion is terrible. You know, that's a big impact to the economy. It's a big impact for people to be able to get to work. It's a safety issue and it's a climate issue. You know, so there's a there are policies that can help us reinvest into our infrastructure to improve our infrastructure across the state to be reliable, sustainable, resilient, you know, where we can be smarter, maybe not grow more capacity, but be smarter with the capacity that we are currently using are the policies that we are very interested in. Yeah, and we're seeing some of that in particular at the legislature right now, and then um, potentially with federal infrastructure dollars, of course, mm -hmm. to get transportation solutions. So it's good to have have us all in the mix to see what the right the right plan could be if it could be yes. just perfect. Um, yeah. what, what do you feel like uh, are the biggest opportunities for Jacobs in this next year? You know, I, I think we're going to get through this creative disruption, and it's interesting to think about the next couple of years. 
or, or bigger, biggest challenges? I don't know which way you'd rather tackle challenges or opportunities. <laughs> oh, they're both, right? Um, and so every challenge creates a great opportunity. And, you know, what we're seeing is, again, like I talked about the mentoring of our, of our next generation of, of engineers and leaders, and how do we create the environment, the new culture, uh, to make sure that they feel like they have a home, uh, that may, everybody is inclusive in the directions that the company is going. So that's kind of our internal focus is, is definitely inclusion and diversity of our staff to make sure there's strong mentorship and, and connection. And then externally is really understanding what can we do uh, to keep our, our public dollars um, where we're doing the right investment, the right level of investment of that, where we're getting the best bang for the dollar. Because it's all taxpayer dollars at the end of the day. So we want, I mean, it's our dollars too, right? So we want to make sure that we're spending it extremely wisely, like making the right decisions with the infrastructure, being smarter with the type of uh, treatment we use um, on our treatment plans or how we are expanding the type of, of roadways that we do, not necessarily making more lanes, but making the lanes more useful and using our technology better so that we can progress Colorado. And I think all of those are great challenges and opportunities that we see in the near future. Well, well said. Uh, one, one last really pop, pop question for you, Jen, not to, not to scare <laughs> you, but um, you know, part of my background, I think as I shared with you was in oil and gas, really enjoyed working in that sector. And in particular, trying to encourage women to think outside the box in terms of their career and perhaps uh, younger women to think about STEM as a potential career. Mm -hmm. And I think about your leadership, again, with such a large engineering firm and what you've even done in the political space to some degree, you know, is, is not necessarily a place where women, uh, you know, there's not a lot of women necessarily in the political mm -hmm. space either. What advice would you have for young women here in Colorado as they think about their career paths and they might feel limited? What would you say to them in terms of what your experience has been? Uh, my first uh, comment is don't put yourself in a box, you know, and, and that's one of my own personal experiences. You know, I don't have a technical background and now I am, you know, the operations manager of, you know, nearly 700 engineers, right? So it's a, it's a big position, but I never thought I could get here. And so a lesson that I would say is anybody out there is don't let somebody else limit your dreams. And as soon as you feel or, or have that small voice that think that you're limited, challenge yourself to figure out what experiences do you need to learn in order for you to get to that position. Um, and don't let anybody uh, take that dream away from you. We are pushing very hard of diversity across all of our staff. And we want to make sure women uh, and diversity, not only of, of ethnicity, but also just general background are included in all of the things that we do. So from high school, maybe even earlier than high school and all the way through college, let's just challenge each other and think about all the, the experiences that we need to have to be able to get prepared for the next role. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, work hard, dream big, don't let yes. people put barriers in your place and, and, um, you know, it's just been fun working with you uh, with the business round table. So absolutely. My, I feel the same. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Jen House with Jacobs Engineering. And it was just fun to hear a little bit more about your journey and about the priorities of Jacobs and and really what a wonderful organ, what a wonderful business that's so vital to Colorado's economy. So thanks for all you do. 
And I, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.